This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal yes. friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How the hell are you doing? I'm Chuck. And I'm Godless. And this is your weekly I'm examination of all things metal. The Metal Sucks Podcast brought to you this week by Baby Metal. Metal Resistance, the new album from the global sensation Baby Metal, is available for pre-order now on iTunes. It'll be out worldwide on April 1st. Along with 12 new tracks of pure metal, the album includes their new hit single, Karate. And their first all-English track called The One, which I'm, I'm actually, I, I want to check that one out. Uh, Baby Metal will deliver music to the world on April 1st, and as prophesized by the Fox God, that day will forever be known as Fox Day. Also uh, also bringing you the Metal Six Podcast, uh, Creative Live. You want to check out our friends at Creative Live, you need to, because you want to learn how to record music. They've got classes on engineering, mixing, mastering, all taught by artists like Between the Bear to Me, Converge, Periphery, Dillinger, Escape Plan. Head over to creativelive.com slash audio to learn more and watch some free previews. You know, it's Easter weekend, right? And so it's Good Friday and fasting and, you know, all this sacrifice that you're supposed to do for your silly religion, right? So, yeah. so like, it's it's sacrifices love you know that's the the meme about about the easter idea which is bullshit everybody knows it's bullshit abundance is love and abundance is creative live so therefore creative live is love whoa there's so much on that site to Mind learn blow. so much to do i'm in love it is love <laughs> I, I, how, how awesome is that I was. Uh, I thought you were going to go a whole different direction about crucifixion or something. I was. Uh, I was expecting something completely different. But okay, all right, okay. Yeah, it is, it's going to live. It's love. It's going to get no, you I, friends. I, it's going to make you a better person. And also, it'll make it's. It is love. It is love. It's not. We'll find. It's going to replace Obamacare. Don't forget that. <laughs> oh, oh, damn! Shit, forgot about that one too. All right, good times. CreativeLive.com slash audio to check out some more, man. Hey, make sure you're following the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you can make sure that you're subscribed to it. That way you get it to your device. You don't have to go hunt and seek and find, but you know where to find it at MetalSucks.net every single Monday. Well, except for last week. We were a little uh, worn out from South by Southwest. So, Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sucks like having you in town and not being able to record. You know, when we're hanging out, it's like, uh, 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 but it was just too much last week with everything we had going on. There's a, there's a lot of cool stuff that, that I yeah. learned so much. It was like creative live in reality. It was, it was awesome. I was just going panel to panel to panel to panel. I, I was so good. I enjoyed myself. So if much. I had more ambition uh, with everybody like writing all this crap about uh, how terrible South by Southwest is and everything else, I would write something up about how awesome a time I had, but I just, uh, I'm, I'm too fucking lazy. <laughs> I really am, dude. It's like, oh, well, uh, I will rebut. No, I'll tweet it. Okay. You suck. Oh, you suck. It's all, uh, that's about all I got. It really is. Make sure you're also following us on all the socials, by the way. Uh, I'm at Bearded Ape, speaking of Twitter. I am at Godless Speaks and Godless Speaks on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at Chuck and Godless, which I was uh, blasting out the stuff from the Abath, the Decibel Tour this uh, yeah. past week, which is pretty cool. Uh, also on patreon.com slash Chuck and Godless. Find us there at Chuck and Support us. We appreciate it. We like your money. Please. Money is good uh, and stuff. It buys me tacos. Tacos good. Yeah. Yes. It gets me to the next month. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my it's my secret taco fund. It's is pretty much what it is. So my wife still doesn't know that I'm like. You know, I'm, I'm trying to lose some weight and all that stuff, but she doesn't know why I'm not. So that that would be pretty much uh, the what Patreon does to me. So thank you for that. This episode, we have a great interview with uh, with just a legend, a legend in the black metal world. Uh, because if you've heard of a little band by the name of Emperor, you might know this man that we are about to speak to. Should I try to pronounce it? Sure. It's on, right? Yes. Okay. All yes. right. All right. I think I got it right. I always put the H in the wrong place. It always screws me up, yeah. man. 
But uh, we got a chance to talk to him about the, the new record, Artiste, which is brilliant, by the way. We're going to hear a song from that. We're also going to hear a new song from Walls of Jericho. And we got to talk about this whole Sepultura, Max Cavalera, Gloria Cavalera thing here at the back end of the show, too. We got to talk about that because everybody seems to be Can't chiming wait. on that. I'll tell you what, man. But uh, but yeah. Meanwhile, you're talking about trying to get new tattoos, but you're held off on that. Well, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird situation, dude. Because uh, we were we were talking about when you're in town a little bit. Because tattoo, like I want more tattoos. Like I want to be covered in tattoos. It's one of those things. You know, once you get started with them, you just can't stop. But I've kind of been at a roadblock for a while because yeah, for a number of years. now. Yeah, actually, it's been about. Yeah, it has been about four or five years now since I've gotten a new tattoo, but I've kind of been at a roadblock, and I don't know why I haven't bothered to go take care of this shit. I, I've had, like, warts for a long time uh, in different places, and not not in special places, but, like, on my hands and stuff, right? Ever since I was a kid, it's just one of those things you kind of have, and I've got them in places where I want to get tattoos, and I got to get them removed, so I got to like. There's steps that I got. I got to go to the doctor. I got to this. Got to get an exam. I got to this, and then burned so off. You got them like all over your back. Where, where are you getting a tattoo next? No, my actually the next one. I want to do a whole Star Wars thing on my other arm. So uh, on my left arm, I've got like a couple of gnarly ones that are right here on my on my forearm, and I can't. You can't tattoo over them. You can go around them, but then you get this big blank spot, and that's no fun. That's not good for anybody. So well, you gotta, got this wart that decorates something. You know, you could have like uh, it's like Lemmy's face. You know, sort of like that. Sort yeah. of like sort of like that Dio one where your hand is Dio's horns. You know, you you this naturally the, have Yoda already on your. Skin. There you go. No, see, I think that this 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 one right here could be Lemmy's mole. Yeah, yeah, we could make that one that one. You know, I think that'd be a, that sort of looks like that. Put a little mustache could, on it. You could totally do like the whole uh, uh, cantina scene. You know, <laughs> right? With all, your all kinds of aliens and shit. Yeah. It'd be, but then I've also like I really want to get my legs tattooed. Like I've been wanting to get my shins tattooed for a while, and I've got this other weird like creeping death that is happening to my legs, and I don't know what the fuck it is. So like I'm I'm going to the I got to go to the dermatologist like figure this shit out right because what this stuff whatever's growing on my legs like started uh, started on a tattoo that I got on my ankle, and then and it's, it's not warts. It kind it's like I don't know what the fuck it is, dude. I really don't know. Like I have no idea. And I mean, I know what, like I said, I've had warts my entire life. I know what those look like. This is different. It's kind of, it's weird. It's like extra skin or something. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. So I got disgusting. I do. You telling me, <laughs> I know, I know. Trust me. I know. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out but, what, but, yeah, I don't know. Is it, is it, I mean, is it scaly or is it just <sighs> kind of it's kind of like bumpy lumpy it's weird shit man and what's funny it's like my old lady will not get anywhere near anything you know like ever as far as you? uh well that <laughs> you know but you, you know how some uh, I, I had a girlfriend a long time ago that was like she's a pimple popper right any any if you had a pimple anywhere near you she just oh, she'd great go after it and, and nail that thing for you right not my wife. My wife will not disgusted by any of that shit. So she won't even look at this. I'm like, well, here, feel it. What do you think is it? And you, no, no, I won't even get near. No. So yeah, oh, I'm like, man. yeah, and I don't know what it's going to take. I I almost need that. You see that laser thing that burns the the rust off of <laughs> the burns the rust off of metal thing that the video that's going around. I think I need that to just like take this. You skin take off. showers, right? Fuck yeah, I do. I'm a fat guy. I oh. got to shower, man. Like, yeah. like there's no there's no, like twice a day even. So it's not even it's something like that. I don't know. But so now no, I've got it, like like I immediately like go, oh, well, it's it, it must be because you smoke, because I think that like smoke causes everything that's bad, which you it know, probably, you know, there probably is something to that. You know, there's probably is a, because of, you know, smoking is a vasoconstrictor and it'll blah, blah, blah your capillaries and all that crap. So, yeah. I mean, there's probably something to that. But yeah, when, when I hear you like coughing and, and sneeze, you know, not sneezing, but, you know, like like clearing your your throat and all that sort of thing. And you're like, oh, it's allergies, allergies. I go, yeah, yeah, you're allergic to nicotine. <laughs> that's, it. that's what it is, you know. But, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, my allergies but, like, are you know, it's What's tough the problem, to. Man? Yeah, it's tough to tie it to, you know, the fact that you're turning into Aquaman. <laughs> Whatever in it is. I don't know. So, yeah. so now I made an appointment with a dermatologist and like um, and she's hot. So I'm <laughs> I'm sort of scared. Like I, I it's what it was one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I want another weird doctor like, you know, my last doctor that was messing around with everything else. You know, he's just normal, dude. 
and and we all know what happened with that. So I just made an appointment, and I was like, okay, well, let me look up this doctor real quick. Uh, oh, but dude, the doctor is probably a lot like your your ex girlfriend, but like even more so. Like she probably gets off on like weird skin conditions and stuff. Like that's how she that got into that thing. You, you know? think so? Look. Yeah, she probably can't wait to get her hands all over your scaly feet. Yeah, either that or she was like, you know, a pediatrician or something, worked with kids before, and now she's like, well, there's more money in dermatology, but every once in a while I got to work with like some weird, smelly fat dude who's got shit growing out of his ass. She's like, no. She probably no. She probably used to pop pimples, and then you know thought, hey, I can make a living. (laughs) I can do this fun. Yeah. All right. Good times. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But but, yeah, totally. Yeah, I would think that. Like, I mean, I'd be running to the dermatologist for numerous reasons if they were hot. But like, you know, like she'd probably be really into you know you know taking a chafer to you know whatever's growing on your legs. I'd be she'd probably be so into it. You'd be be surprised. Hmm. I don't know. I never thought about it like that. I was thinking of more yeah. of a, from a self-conscious perspective as that. Do I want to show a hot girl like this weird crap growing on me? You know, I was like, I don't know if I want to. I, I barely want anybody to see it, let alone, you know, like what? No, I don't want to ruin that. You know, you're right. kind of well, but, you know, K- I don't have a chance. Kinks anyway, come so. in all shapes and sizes. That man. is true. Haven't you, spent, haven't you spent any time on the Internet? <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right. Okay. I'm gonna have to search that shit. Well, considering the shit that I watch on YouTube, I don't. I don't doubt it. <laughs> when I was like a teenager, like you know how you know you get you, this is early teens, and and I had some uh, problems with my nuts, and I I went to the doctor, and I had a a hot male doctor, and I thought, well, if this guy's checking out my stuff and it's not a turn on, then that means that I'm not gay, you know? Cause you, you know, it's like early years. You're not sure. Like what, that's you know, some warped really fucking can, logic. I don't even I know. know. Like, I can't even add that up. How that works. Like, <laughs> and it turns out I wasn't gay. I was like, I, I walked out of there going like, wow. All right. You know, it's just, and not that there's anything wrong with it as well, yeah, they say, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was, it was like, you know, oh, my life's going to be a hell of a lot easier now, you know? So were you thinking like if it was a hot doctor and you got a stiffy or something, while he's like looking at you or whatever then then yeah. you're gay yeah. it's quite possible yeah i mean, I mean that is be, that the test is that how that works that pretty 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 good test you know i mean if it's a ugly doctor i'd spend the rest of my life not knowing yeah you know? but if i was a teenager man it just you know i had to rub up against something for five seconds the next thing you know it's like it's all whoa, 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 oh shit i could be i don't know what that's called you know yeah but at the same time when you got somebody going after your junk for all the wrong reasons that <laughs> there's nothing less of a turn on that's, than that, that's right the, that's the story of my teenage years right there is what that is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's somebody going after my junk for all the wrong fucking reasons i know that for sure that's, that's yeah that's the story of my life all right let's get into our interview with Ishan. he he's got a new album out called artiste his solo record it is not like the last one the last one was a little more jazzy influence this one has got some really cool stuff on it you're gonna hear a song featuring matt heafy and that's kind of where we start with this interview on the metal sucks podcast I got to uh, check out your set at Bloodstock uh, last year, and what I—I <laughs> I mean, it was great performance. But it was—I almost—I found it almost funny the way that Matt Heafy spent almost his entire performance uh, with Trivium talking about how much he <laughs> admired you, and you know, the crowd, like everybody, admired you. You were like held in such well regard from the entire audience, but him in particular. What, what was what, what was the timing of that to the recording of the album, and what's your relationship with Matt otherwise? Oh, I didn't realize. I actually watched the show from the side, but because they're all in areas, I didn't really actually hear what he was saying. So, <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, but uh, but uh, Matt is uh, has become a very good friend over the uh, over the last years. Uh, it was really him who who approached me uh, a while back uh, to produce produce his um, uh, solo album uh, because he's been doing a more kind of extreme black metal oriented solo thing on the side called uh, Mrit. He reached out to you to produce his album. I mean, were you surprised to get that? Especially once you like checked out Trivium and realized who he was coming from? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, I guess now, by, by, by now, it's... Uh, the metal community is kind of 
open-ended like that you know that metal is metal and you and you and uh, i've been approached you know from, from different people you know over the years for, for different things and I, I kind of knew it so someone told me that he was very much a black metal fan you know uh, at the end of it so so i wasn't that surprised really you know they asked me to, i did the the orchestral intro for new trivial mal you know i got him to to do some vocals on one of my songs for the new album is that so, the mass darkness is that the one he did um did him on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. That seems like such a strange pairing, though, when you when people think black metal and and trivium. But I, you know, I mean, I think nowadays it's just much more nebulous and kind of fun to just kind of be able to to let loose, right? I say, I think uh, what what people forget, even though he's you know he's a bit younger than me, but I mean, we we all grew up on the Maiden in a sense. Yeah, you know, and and uh, that's kind of been a fun thing to see when I've. In my position, I've been able to travel around a bit, you know, and meet, meet people people from different parts of the world, and and uh, we kind of all have the same references, which is kind of the common ground. Uh, I, I remember I, I met, uh, you know, Villavalo from him, which is also a very kind of different expression than what I do, but he was there in his original Somewhere in Time Our Maiden t-shirt that he bought on the show when he was a kid. <laughs> you know, that's the so kind of again. It just depends where you end up musically with your own music, and but uh, we kind of all grew up on the same eighties stuff. And, and at the same time, it seems like uh, you know you especially. I mean, and and there's certainly your peers as well are constantly evolving. Whereas a lot of the originals, you know, the the Maiden and Sabbath and the rest of them, they just kind of had their thing and they stick to it. Where does the interest in evolving the music where does that come from i mean when i started playing black metal uh in uh, in 91 you know that was not really an established form either so i guess my interest in kind of pushing the envelope you know it's that's kind of come with my interest for music and and also my my own songwriting and everything so so uh, i guess it's just natural that i I've kept that interest, if you will. So it's not necessarily the the black metal aesthetic it's from like 1991. In, yeah. You know, kept inside a jar is what's interesting. It's just, it's what inspired the black metal in the beginning, which is push the envelope, do something different, attack the status quo. Yeah, and, and I think all metal, you know, in the metal or rock music even, you know, to start with, it kind of starts out kind of challenging what is already there. And, and just for some reason, some people kind of find their formula and kind of stick to it, but uh, others, you know, con- continue that journey. I think a good example of of these two extremes uh, we've had recently with, uh, you know, with the death of Lemmy, uh, you know, who, who became a rock icon just because he kind of stuck with being Lemmy in exactly that form through his entire career. But at the, you know, shortly after David Bowie dies, who's just as big as a rock icon, but, but because he was a chameleon and kind of constantly challenged himself and changed throughout his career, but still you know keeping the integrity of being David Bowie. Neither one is right or wrong, right? I mean, there's a, there's no Ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, no, I, come I mean, on. You, you the Motorhead version's a little lazier. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, in a way, but I mean, you, you can't discredit ACDC yeah. for being ACDC because that kind of works. And if that's what they want to do, you know, it's that's the integrity of bands like ACDC or Motorhead that they kind of stay true to this one idea. And and for for others, you know, their integrity lies in in uh, maybe in changing. You know, it's. Um, it's it's just different, but that was uh, that was obviously never you, right? You you didn't you didn't want to stick to a formula or anything like that. I mean, sticking sticking to something like that is, uh, I think, would really really, you know, make me lose my interest in doing this. I think for, for me, especially now that I'm I'm as a solo artist, it's been even more uh, important to to give myself challenges. You know, to, to keep myself motivated and enthusiastic about what I do. And that's why, I, basically, that that's the reason I, I kind of change my my expression and try, try new instruments and try new arrangements. And I have, I guess, I have an idea that if I'm not 
enthusiastic and kind of fired up about what I do, you know, the end result will, will be uninspired as well. Mm. And no, 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 none of us wants that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what kind of drives you in that direction i mean is it like what you you want to challenge yourself to do something different or do you just hear something different or see something different and charge toward it no no i just want to i mean there, there are so many areas within music to explore like my previous album i kind of threw all my experience out the window and just kind of went head on in a more improvisational spontaneous you know form of music which for me was very scary because it's something that I do, didn't do before. But at the same time, you know, I I really value that experience of making that album. But coming to this album, I, I gave myself the challenge to, to write an album, you know, within a much more traditional rock pop formula, you know, creating songs based on one main theme and kind of just carving out the song from one idea rather than piecing stuff together, you know, more or less at random, mm. uh, which is, in my impression, feels like a lot of extreme metal. Uh, you know, it's something sometimes made like that. And I guess also in, in a band situation that you, this guy have, has a riff and that guy has a riff and you piece it together. But, but uh, uh, I guess also growing up in the 80s, I mean, 99% of the music that I grew up on is probably within this formula. And it's, it's kind of a challenge to, to to try and stick to that and make those three, four minutes, you know, matter. <laughs> yeah. For you, does that come from a different place? I mean, when, when you're talking about different structures like that, because, yes, your last album was completely different than almost anything in your catalog, where you want to serve a different place in your in your brain, in your, in, in your musicality. It, it all often come from admiration of, you know, how other people work. And like with the previous album, I, I've always admired Diamanda uh, Galas or like later Scott Walker, who I, I, of course, I don't know how they work, but I imagine that they work very spontaneously. Yeah, and just early have, Scott Walker is great, but yes. <laughs> yeah, early Scott Walker too. I love that too. But I mean, his later work is much more experimental, I would say. But, but um, yeah, now, you know, I imagine Diamanda Galas, for example, on, you know, when she did Plague Mass and all this, I imagine she had this piece of text and an idea for an atmosphere, and then she probably just hit record and went for it, you know, more or less. So I, I, I always wanted to try and, and make an album like that. But uh, also, having done a lot of... Ex most of my work has been, of course, within the extreme metal genre, which is has in some way has kind of been more open form. And again, this kind of piecing together, I think the early Emperor records, for example, are really, you know, shows how you just, not not randomly, but, you know, kind of randomly, just pieced together riffs and ideas uh, that, that somehow fit together. And if they don't, you just make them. <laughs> so, but but uh, but uh, growing a bit, you know, more experience and everything, I I think it's been more interesting to to rather have uh, fewer ideas within the song and rather explore them musically in in a wide range rather than just changing it up. I mean, a good example is like you know uh, Beethoven's Fifth, for example basically building a full symphony just on do 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 you know that's mm -hmm. that's the motive and then he creates something amazing from from those notes you know it's uh i, I kind of like the challenge in that for, that way of working it seems like if yeah. you approach a, a project with like a challenge in mind you're going to learn something in that process that you wouldn't have learned if you tried to do things the way you always do them and then you're able to carry those lessons onto future albums and it seems like with this latest album despite the fact that you took on another challenge there's a lot of stuff that you've learned over the years because you've been willing to challenge yourself that really informs this album well hopefully yeah i mean i think i i really hope i i kind of take away some experience and some some new tools in the toolbox you know every, every time i i do an album <laughs> that's something that I've, I've, I've actually had to to remind myself uh, in in later years because it's you know when, when you get into this work habit of doing things it's like oh yeah just as as soon as i get this album done 
you know, then I can, you know, reset or, or whatever. But, but of course, it's never like that. And of course, it's the process of, of making an album that is the goal. I mean, finishing the album, you know, that, that's kind of when the fun is over. In a, in a sense, not 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 you know directly, but but uh, I think especially with this this last album, I think I, I've I've kept that in my mind, that reminding myself that the, you know making the album, do, doing the work, and kind of finding the ideas and and producing and and recording and and all this, that's that's the goal. Doing it, you know, it's it's not uh, not the uh, the end result. Of course, it's satisfying when it's finished, but but uh, I've tr- tried to remind myself to enjoy the process and and kind of mm, yeah get full in and, and enjoy it when I is, first have to do all this. You know, <laughs> is it yeah? Is it that like you know earlier in your career you create you know these four emperor albums right, and they are so important to so many people in the scene and I would imagine important to you as well, but it was sort of like you, you did the work and then you could leave it, but yet they, they have this life that sets a foundation for everything else in your career. Do you kind of look at it that way and then let look at it that way with each of your albums since? At at this point, I I count myself very lucky. I mean, it's uh, one thing is to, to, to actually get a music career. You know, when you start out doing so, one of the most hated music forms, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in 1991. I mean, yeah. career-wise, make, you know, starting a black metal band in 91. Career-wise, you know, as, as a plan, you know, worst idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so it's kind of contrary, you know, to, to, to all, all senses that, you know, I happen to have a music career. And, and, uh, I mean, I was very young at the time. I mean, when I was 17 when we recorded the Eclipse. And so I, I, at an early age, I think I, I kind of got into, you know, that habit and that that work. So, so uh, and of course, when you're that young, you don't really, you don't really think about it. You know, you, you haven't even had time to dream about it or aspire to it. You, you're just suddenly there. For, for I me, did I think nothing just, of value when I was seventeen. I still, I'm, I still struggle to do anything of value. You know. <laughs> well, to me, I, I, I still, you know, I'm forty now, and I still kind of dread the day I actually have to do proper work. You know. <laughs> See, I would also imagine that at some point you're like, okay, uh, just, uh, just, just proper work would be. Uh, do you ever get? A, do you ever shut it off? I, it's always something that's that's lurking, but but sometimes it's it's very satisfying. You know when. For example, you know, just you know, redoing something in house, you know, just building a wall or or painting a wall or something like that. It's something that you do, uh, and it takes you a couple of hours, and then it's finished. It's not something that you, that you continue on for like a year and a half, uh, and and by the end of it, you know, it's so you're so sick of it that you you can't really enjoy the result. So sometimes it's 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 uh, great to kind of do something entirely different and and very practical because of course it's and it's, but doing music like this is you know it's it's not all happy hour uh, and uh, you kind of go places to to do music and uh, like this and it's it's not always it, it's not all pleasure for me i it, it's i may i guess it sounds stupid but it me doing this, it, it feels like I don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering I, I, that before we got started. Like, like you could be trapped in your art to a certain degree. Yeah, but I, I think that it's it, it's like that for everyone who's kind of disposed to do something like this. I mean, mm. it, it's kind of in in the nature of things. I think. When we talked to Max Cavalera just a, a, a few months ago, he was talking about how he, he, as soon as he went in to get the na- neck tattoo, the whole point of that of doing that was I can't get a job teaching kindergarten. <laughs> now There's I no got to make back. this work. Yeah. yeah, and and so it's like you know you know I don't know what the equivalent of that might be for you, but it, it's the sort of same sort of thing. It's you know on a very practical level. Your output, your creative output, is what you know fuels you and your family to to be able to get to the next week. You, you know what I get, get? What I'm sort of getting at there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of of course, there's there's always 
it's a bit frightening, especially since you know the music industry, the, the way it's turned. Uh, and uh, I've been, you know, some years back, you know, I, I was as many of my colleagues are you know, very pissed off about all, you know, downloading and everything. But at the same time, I, I realized, I mean, the, the whole concept, you know, in music history as a whole, the whole concept of being able to sell your music, you know, in old physical format like albums, you know, it's it's kind of a recent thing. You know, if you if you look at a big picture, and and now we're just kind of back to to a different era where people consume and and use and appreciate music in a different way. So I guess it's a challenge in that as well. You know that the, that you you have to be able to kind of be, be be part of the change, or you can oppose to it and kind of do something else. But it, it's it, of course it's for anyone who kind of tries to to keep on doing a creative career you know that that you're kind of dependent upon it's um uh, it can be challenging but uh, it's like when i take on yeah. a, a consulting gig and you know it, they tell me how much you're going to pay for the gig i automatically go oh good okay so that means i don't have to worry about the mortgage payment or rent or anything like that or, or food for meh, 12 weeks you know okay good this is good and yeah, that's yeah. how I do the math. I mean, do you do the same thing when they when they say, "Oh, the guarantee on this gig is going to be this much money." Are you automatically going, "Okay, that means uh, you know how many weeks Three you know months, of yeah. survival?" Yeah. I, I actually, yeah, I, I'm very lucky because my my wife is of course also a musician, and we kind of run this Nemosign Productions company. That kind of it's the umbrella for all the creative work that we do. Uh, you know, with solo records or if you produce for other people or whatever. So we basically see, you know, income and potential income, you know, for over, over a year. And she's, uh, unlike me, she's really good with with uh, budgets and and long-term, you know, budgeting and, and you know, so- sorting out taxes and savings and all that. So, so uh, we've been able to to keep up uh, quite well so far. <laughs> you able to like keep track of how much financial security your family has by how close she sits next to you at the couch while you watch movies? <laughs> That's how I do it. To be quite honest, it, sh- she kind of keeps track of all that and keeps everything sane and and uh, and good. <laughs> so because in this is of course sometimes there's a lot of money coming in, other times it's uh, you know it can be months, you know in between advances or royalty payments or whatever but uh, but she plans ahead so so uh, my my contribution is just trying to do uh, my work <laughs> it sounds like you got pretty lucky there oh i am yes <laughs> again <laughs> you're like you're like the luckiest son of a gun uh, it's killing me yeah, it I mean, it helps I, to be talented lucky. and lucky, doesn't it? Yeah, it helps to be really talented and lucky. Yeah, I got, nah, I got neither. I, I don't know. No, nah, but I mean, there are a lot of talented people out there uh, who who work so much harder to get nowhere near as you know all the things that I've been able to do. And and I mean, if you consider the fact that I I I was in a band who at some you know point it got you know fairly successful, and then I kind of left that. <laughs> and now I'm kind of into my sixth solo album, and people still kind of keep an interest. And so, so I've kind of, I've, I think I've been kind of double lucky like that because it's, I mean, the story of you know a frontman in in one established band, you know, going solo, you know, nine out of ten times that doesn't really work that well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that for a lot of people that does not turn out great. Yeah, it's like you and Devin uh, Townsend, that's like it. <laughs> well, yeah, but he—he's also someone who kind of just keeps on putting out the stuff that he wants, you know, and and is really really passionate about what he does. That's got to be really important. I mean, is that? Do you feel like that's more important for you now than it was, you know, twenty years ago when you started? I'd say it's been like that the entire time. I think I, I've been very lucky to have people around me who kind of think of it in terms of business and and kind of getting the network going and record deals and all that because uh, if, if it was entirely up to me alone i think i would just be stuck in my kind of boys room and, and do this but <laughs> without uh, without the network in a way yeah that maybe i'm not of course i'm not that retarded in all these <laughs> all these areas but <laughs> but 
I, I've never been, you know, the best at the, the business part of things. You know, I, I'm trying to get better at it because you have to. Oh, you wait a little while to get there, but uh, at least you're working on it. That's good. See, you seem like a really nice guy, but I would imagine when you're when you have the type of personality where you just want to pursue your individual creative interests it's got to be pretty close to intolerable for the rest of the band unless they're hired to do your vision and that's it you mean my my live band yeah or yeah or yeah, whoever you hire to come into the studio to do a little, little of this a little of that they know they're there for well, your I, vision yeah well basically i just really hire um uh, you know tobias my my live drummer to do do the drums mm. and you know yeah. he we have a very good creative connection i think you know so so he has a, a way of playing my songs that you know i really like and i think he enjoys it as well so so and uh, the rest of it i, I usually just play myself uh, apart it's from that- you know saxophone on one song or spot spot vocals on this or that <laughs> I would feel. I would imagine, like you're, if you're when you're, you know, if you're the drummer in a band, you're you got to have this concern that you got to keep all the other guys in the band happy with your performance. But with your guy, he just got to make sure you're happy. The rest of the guys, their opinions don't matter. No, exactly. That's the that's the lovely part of being a solo artist. Yeah. And if I want to tra- change my expression and and line up entirely, I can. Can you go you know, back so. to the idea of a a band atmosphere, or is it like you at a certain point you get, or would you? Yeah, because you you're so creatively fulfilled. It's like, well, geez, what you got to hand me a huge check to go back to doing anything but this. Yeah, and no, no, I mean, it's uh, I, I I totally enjoy you know where I am now, and I guess I, I blamed others, you know, you know, being in a band, you know, they they don't understand me and. Blah blah blah, and there's all this kind of conflict within the band. But of course, I realize I'm not the easiest guy to be around when it comes to music because, I, not that I want to be a bastard about it, but I just have I'm so strong-minded when I have an idea that I, I realize you know it's it's very very hard for other people to to have an opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as I take the consequences of that, I kind of do my solo work and 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 stick to that and and. Um, yeah, I, I, I get to work with a lot of different people, you know, who can kind of come in and do stuff that I could never do myself and kind of add that extra spice so that I myself can even enjoy the songs at the end of it. Because, it, you know, having other people, you know, do guest vocals or, or stuff like that kind of gives me distance to the songs. It's not all my playing and all my vocals and my voice or whatever, so... So it it makes the end product more listenable and enjoyable for myself as well. A lot of people would say, "Oh, if you were a big pain in the ass or something, you it, you wouldn't have other people. It would just be you, and that's it." But you work with so many different people and so many different projects and guest on other people's records, and you have so many people guest on all of your stuff. It seems like you just have a vision. I have so many also also close to me. You know, I have a talented people. You know. A, in my close proximity mm-hmm. <laughs> that is kind of you know some sometimes often i go back to to the same people who i i trust and and i know i can work well with and uh, all the times i reach out to someone i haven't worked with and and you know things things happen which you know is very exciting but it's of course very easy for me to continue working with tobias as my drummer because anything i throw at him if i throw at him you know the dasselbrechen do it you know, totally improvisational stuff. He can do that. With this album, he can do that. I mean, Eremita, I, I wrote that entire album with a piano sound, and I made him record the entire album to a click track and a piano sound, and he can do that. So, so of course, I go back to him because he can basically do anything I ask him. And uh, I've, I've used Einar from Lepers on many records, but he's a fantastic uh, vocalist, and he's, but he's also my youngest brother-in-law. So it's, it's kind of easy to, to ask him. <laughs> so is there anybody you, that you uh, have thought about working with that you haven't worked with yet? That's like on your list. Do you have a, do you have a list of people that you want to run down? No, it, it, it's just, it's just as, you know, whatever happens. I, I entirely kind of uh, make my records, uh, you know, to be, to be, to be self, uh, self-sustained, <laughs> if you will. So, but if, you know, if, uh, situations arise and and there's i see opportunities to 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 change stuff and and get 
you know this this extra spices at the end of it you know that are interesting i uh, i'm very open for that so so i don't have a list of people or or anything like that do you miss any part of the 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 band experience at this point no not really because i i I rehearsed with my live band and and uh, and we play live shows and everything so so uh, i kind of get to do both in a way the new record uh artis is is it's great i i think it's one of uh one of your finest efforts for thank you everybody being able, being able to hear the whole thing so congratulations thank you so so much so much for the support you know it's good talking to you Sucks podcast today.
Sucks podcast brought to you by Creative Live. You want to learn how to record music? Of course you do. Check out our friends over at Creative Live. They got classes on engineering, mixing, mastering. Taught by your favorite artists between the Bear and Me, Converge, Periphery, Dillinger, Escape Land. They're going to make friends. They're going to replace your healthcare system. They're also going to be in love with you. Or no, they are love. So are check, love. They check them out at creativelive.com slash audio to learn more and watch some free previews. Also, Better than Passover and <laughs> Easter combined. Also by, brought to you by uh, Baby Metal, Metal Resistance, the new album from uh, Baby Metal. It's going to be it's going to be huge. It's available for pre order now on iTunes and will be out worldwide April first, along with two twelve new tracks of pure metal. The album includes a new hit single, of course, Karate is the one that everybody's been blasting right now, and also their first all English track called The One. Baby Metal will deliver their music to the world on April 1st, and it will be known as Fox Day because it has been prophesied by the Fox God. So be ready for the new Baby Metal. So excited to listen to that album. That's so I want to cool. hear the whole thing. I haven't even heard the whole thing yet. So, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of I've kind of been holding off to get to get it all blasted all at once, man. New music right there from Walls of Jericho. If you haven't checked that one out, the, the uh, new video for Reign Supreme is pretty awesome. Uh, featuring Candice uh, in in the gym and got to beat some dude's ass, which actually looks like it's going to be pretty kick-ass. Their new record, uh, No One Can Save You From Yourself, is, uh, yeah, it's already out. So so now, after talking about my weird, gross growths and whatever whatever else, <laughs> this whole thing with uh, the Cavaleras, it was funny because somebody had tweeted us, was like, what's your opinion on this? We know you kind of are in their camp or whatever. Uh, and... Yeah, if you didn't see what happened this week, basically, uh, Gloria Cavalera posted something on social media. Do you want to read it? Uh, yeah, although I'd have to get it. Do you have it? Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me pull it up. Okay. Because I'm not near it. My, my computer's on one side of the office and my microphone's on the other. Your microphone you know, with side. the box thing? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. see. What she said was, how sad to be obsessed with Max and me for 20 years. You have not- Hold lo- on. So this is, this is in the wake of- uh, Sepultura not only being uh, booked on the same 
a festival as the Cavalera Brothers doing Roots in its entirety, but also they're on tour in South America at the same time. Yeah, and I don't know. I think this is in response to one of the South American shows, right? If I if I remember correctly, not in response to the festival or whatever. Uh, she goes on to say, "You have not one memorable achievement in all these years. You desperately book a free show the same day as Soulfly, whose show has been booked for much longer." You wasted your life watching Max. Pretty jealous in your camp. A having fun being or have fun being envious till your last breath. We stand with our tribe. Yeah. Never mentions yeah. Sepultura by name. Never mentions Andres or anything like that. But, but you of know, course. this is posted to her Facebook page and uh, for everyone to see. So yeah, that's, uh, that's Gloria calling a spade a spade. You know, that's you know, so many people like you, you get you, you get angry and you just like they they sit in a corner and go goo goo goo. You know, and Gloria's like no, she's like gonna take swings. I love that. You know, it's like screw you guys. They, 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 I'm sure I'm sure this is the thing. I'll bet you that Sepultura did not go. Hey, we need to get a show in the same town as Soulfly, and we want to play. For, we'll we'll even play for free just to mess up Soulfly. I bet you that didn't happen, but I bet you you know they. They certainly didn't say no, and Sepultura are very aware of what Soulfly are doing. So you know they had an opportunity to say no, they didn't, right? But yeah. they probably have their their own reasons. Everybody's trying to make a living, so whatever it is, whatever. But you know, Gloria's out there defending her client, defending her man, and doing her job, and and doing a great job of it, and just saying, "Hey guys, screw you," and I'm going to call you out on it, so that the next time this happens, you guys will at least think twice. If it's not a headache to play in the same town as as Soulfly. At least it'll be a headache because I got to deal with questions for the next year asking me about my response to whatever Gloria said. It's a brilliant maneuver. I think she's she's spot on. Well, in the end, I mean, if nothing else, it is exactly that. It gets people chatting about both Soulfly and Sepultura or the whole situation. It becomes something else. It's what you've always talked about. about like, well, start some shit with somebody, man. Why? Because everybody will fucking talk about it. You know. Yep. Uh, you know, rule and, and number you, one of PR. And uh, so there, you got to unpack this whole thing because, first of all, so Rhombus, who posted his article on uh, on Metal Sucks, I think may have his head firmly up his own <laughs> anus because he's complete. He couldn't be more wrong in on almost every word of that whole article article right because first of all like like a how could he possibly suggest that you should go see sepultura instead of going to see cavalera brothers that's insane yeah. that's ted cruz having an affair with six different women during his campaign for president shouldn't disqualify him to be the president but Ramba saying that Sepultura is better than Soulfly, that disqualifies him for everything. <laughs> uh, that I can actually agree with. Because I don't think there's anybody out there who would take uh, take Sepultura over over Max Cavalera. I just don't think they would. You know, whether it's, it's Cavalera crazy. Conspiracy, Soulfly, or whatever. I mean, I just don't, I don't know anybody who would. Yeah, and 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 Max has got. I mean, you look at the 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 Sepultura catalog with Max versus the Sepultura catalog after Max. We're talking about a legendary band versus an also rand, and that's no. I I apologize because I I you know. Uh, this is no offense to Derek and Andreas and Paolo. I mean, I'm sure I, I, I listened to a really great interview a few months ago with Derek and um, on the Danko Jones podcast, which I recommend. Right. And and he sounds like the nicest guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, you cannot stand up on stage instead of in, in, in front of thousands of people and and sing inner self. Unless you're Max Cavalera, yeah. you just shouldn't do, it. or you do it as a tribute to Max, and, and because that the lyrically, it's all about I do what I'm gonna do, and nobody can tell me what to do. And there's Derek, who's listening to Andreas say, "Hey man, we're playing in herself tonight," and Derek going, "You know, I'm not sure I feel comfortable with that." And Andreas saying, "No man, you are gonna sing. You, you like being in Sepultura? You're gonna sing in herself." So what does Derek do? He sings in herself, and the fact that he's doing it goes against exactly what inner self means yeah yeah that's i mean that is that's a that should be a like a, a that's like a capital crime <laughs> well i think that may be a bridge too far i don't know about that but 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 uh, but i mean 
I always have felt that after after Max left that band, that they should have changed their name. Like they're, they're, it's very rare where I believe that a that a, a band member is tied completely to the existence of a band, right? And we've talked about that too. It's like, well, you can change this, you can change that, and usually it's okay. But I I felt like with that band, there was so much tied to the Cavaleras that the, you just couldn't separate the two. And right. it just, it's not something that, it could, it's the same reason why when you go to a Soulfly show, you expect to hear Roots. You know, you, you're going to hear, you're going to hear those Sepultura songs, and they've been doing that forever. You know, Soulfly give me chills. And they give me chills when they play the best of the Soulfly catalog, and they give me chills when they play Max's old Sepultura stuff. Well, because I mean, Soulfly's, Soulfly's 90s catalog feels like what Sepultura's 90s catalog would have been. Yeah, you know, exactly. It, it, because that's that's what I've always felt it, it was going to be. And I just don't feel like Sepultura. And like you said, no Sepultura's slice catalog. It yeah, it turned into like a left turn. Yeah, you know, it like it wasn't. It the soul was gone. Well, and I think that was, and, and it, like you said, it's not like it's terrible. You know what I mean? It's 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 not the worst shit in the world. It's actually halfway decent. You know, Andres is a damn good damn good player. So I mean, the thing is, is that I think that they could have existed, but it doesn't have like you said, it doesn't have the same soul. It's not the same thing, and the essence is kind of sucked out of it. And I think that that's it's rare that something like that happens. But at the same time, it's rare that you have a band that can put out an album like Beneath the Remains. You, you know, it's rare that you have a band that can do what what Sepultura did when they did it, and it was a. I, it's just yeah, I don't think you can go back. Now, I think there can be an argument to be made from the professional standpoint of what Gloria had to say in her Facebook post. But at the same time, it's Facebook and it's where fucking mud gets slung all the time anyway. So I don't know that there's it's like, well, eh. everybody's acting like she's the one who's made a mistake. Isn't the mistake that Sepultura would have done this. I mean, even if they did it by accident, the idea of booking a show on the same night as a Soulfly show in the same town that that's, that come on i mean it's a but, big freaking world you but know the difference is is that when you're talking about posting a public message to a public forum that kind of thing calling him out on facebook even, sort of thing that even that isn't anywhere near the crime that that sepultura did first i mean it's like a hockey game like is it is it the guy who punches my, or is it the guy who yeah. punches back and the referee calls him out yeah, on but, it? but but like you're saying do you take the do you take the low road or do you take the high road you know, I'm a, I've always been kind of a high road guy. It's like, well, do you just, you know, I'm, I'm going to roll down in the muck with you. Or I don't think that this is the low road, though. I think that that's a bad depiction. I think what she's doing is she's punching back. And it's one of the best vehicles to do it. Mm, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I kind of think that is there there are better ways to do it. Or as far as wording goes, this sounds a little, this sounds a little, I Caddy's the wrong word. Everybody's got their freaking panties in a wad over the wording. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) She's defending her client. It's awesome. And and this whole idea. All right. So unpacking a little bit more, right? This whole idea that, oh, well, the bassist of Soulfly said she was megalomaniacal. Screw you. What? Who the hell cares what any bassist thinks? <laughs> any bassist out there, you know what? You're lucky you're making minimum wage. You know that you're the person that we're thinking of when everybody goes McDonald's. But uh, people should be making more money. We're thinking of bassist, but we're being nice about it. You're lucky you're making a minimum wage. Of course, you're complaining that you're not making more and you're going to lash out. And and think about it. They, they've been around for thirty years been working together and one complaint from a basis somehow is a, is you know evidence that she is uh, uh not good at what she's doing screw that it's perfect evidence that she is good at what she's doing because any basis making more than minimum wage is 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 probably overpaid so she, here she is calling it the way it is now the one thing that rob has pointed out was that they're both playing the amnesia fest and you kind of reference that a little bit there uh, it looks like an awesome fest. Which actually looks like kind of a kick-ass fest that's happening up in Canada during the summer, which, by the way, Canada during the summer is pretty damn sexy, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of the place to be, especially when, you know, coming from Texas. Oh, my God. It's like uh, 80 degrees all the time. But anyway, that that aside, 
I think it's a I think it's a build up to something. I think it's a build up to a reconciliation to where they're going to come together. And next thing you know, you're going to have Andres come on stage with Max and Igor. And it's going to be the reunion that's been waiting to happen for so long. And we're going to have roots in its entirety and Sepultura reunite to, to conquer the entire world. Dude. Dude, you know, it's it's funny because, like, no. I used to think that would be a good idea, no. and then I saw Max performing All right, fine. old Sepultura catalog, and I realized that, like, it just doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't <laughs> it's matter. It's really about him. It really it, is it about is, him. It, oh, completely and utterly. This is my other thing, and, and I know people are going to think that I'm nuts and some sort of social justice warrior or whatnot, but I think that all of the shit that gets dumped on Gloria, I think is rooted in the fact that she is a woman. I think that mm. if you name me one other manager out there who does as awesome a job as she does and 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 is male and you complain about it i don't think you can do it i don't think you can do it i don't think that there is i think that there are maybe two other managers in all of music possibly who do as great a job as she does for her clients she's always been a great manager she's managed some of the greatest bands in the history of metal right and and she was the one who took sepultura uh, she and max as a team took sepultura from being I, when i saw him in the flint theater in michigan on the beneath the remains tour there was i uh, maybe a hundred people there right to play in freaking stadiums by the time uh uh chaos i uh, chaos id and uh, chaos ad and 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 roots was happening and that is that's not just an awesome musician that is an awesome musician who is who is got a a manager out there just taking you know kicking ass and taking names for their client there's so, just no other way you can do it so so no reunion it's not no i don't want to see it i don't care <laughs> i mean paolo never played on all the early albums anyway well if anything i just want to see it to kind of suck the air out of that room and be done with that be done with that bullshit and, and move on uh, but you know like you said it's all everybody's chattering about it so there you go it's uh, the done its job it's sort of taking care of itself let's talk about it some more I wanted to get Rhombus on, but I think, like, you know, considering where his head and mouth are at, it would, he would have sounded like this the whole time. <laughs> well, I got a feeling that if this if this continues a little bit here, um, uh, we might have to have him on to talk about this because, you know, <laughs> another perspective besides uh, you, because you sound like you've got something else in your mouth you know, when you talk about this. So I think they're, they're two different completely – opposite ends of the spectrum here and i still think that they're going to get back together at amnesia and then people will just go ape shit for it so that's probably what i think that's what this is all a build up to i i listened to the title track of beneath the remains the title track of arise and my conclusion is whoever is responsible can do no wrong ever mm. Mm. ever okay. ticket that's a lifetime pass that's your golden <laughs> ticket right there done and done you win yeah all right, I yes. see it. I see it. You win it. at life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, to, you totally win at life. Done. And as soon as Andreas writes two songs like that, okay, let's talk. All right, I agree. I mean, I've like I said, I've listened to the entire Sepultura catalog, uh, and I stop at a certain point. Just take a figure, yeah. you know, where where is that point, you know? And you, you start right before um, uh, against, <laughs> halfway through song one. Right. right. I, I mean, no offense. Once again, it's no offense to them, and I know it sounds like it, but it's just, I'm sorry, but there's there's great and there's good. And and so that, that, that chasm, you just can't cross it very easily. And, and, and Sepultura have had a lot of chances to do it, and they haven't been able to do it. Well, and I think part of that is also chasing that ghost. You know, I, I think yeah. that they, you know, they're they always going to be chasing that, and I don't think they can. Then that's why I always felt like if they took a different route and went different and didn't call it Sepultura and went a different way, it actually would have benefited them more. You know, and, and we've talked about it before. It's like that's a rare case where, you would, where, where you'd say that. It's like you want to keep the name and keep going with the name, right? Because that's what the recognition is. But I really think that, that, that the ghost of Sepultura past has haunted them their entire career, and it's not something that they're ever going to be able to get past. And, I don't know if they could have gotten away from it, no matter what they called it. Well, but I but I think that they could have. I really think they could have if they call, if they went a di- like if they called it something different and, and just 
went off in a not not a completely different direction, but you know, it would have you would have given it a little bit more. I would personally give it less uh, critique because I'm lo- not looking in looking at it through the Sepultura lens, you know, and I think that actually colors it more than anything else because that's the way I've looked at all their music. Uh, since Max left. So it's like, eh. But you know how it is. They call it Sepultura, and they can get put on a festival. No, no, I agree. Know, on the same, yeah, totally, on the totally. same line as Cavalera Brothers, where if they called it something else, they're way down that list. No, 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 you know? I, I totally agree. And, I mean, then that's why you keep the name. That's You know, that was that discussion we had with Doc way back when about that. You know, it's yeah. like you make sure you hold on to it, and that would be usually what you would do. This is, These are one of those rare cases where, it, like, how do you continue without that without that you know and and it's just it's it's very very hard uh, very hard to do you know unless it's like uh, unless that singer something terribly happens to terrible happens to him and moves on you know it's it's yeah it's a rare situation so you're not getting, there's never going to be another sepultura so Every time Soulfly release a record or Cavalera Brothers release a record, I'm on the edge of my seat because at any point, greatness might happen. And I'm, no offense to Sepultura again, but that does not happen with a new Sepultura record. That's like saying, well, I already, I have a gay friend, so, you know. I could talk about this. <laughs> it's a, no offense to da, 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 but hey, I'm yeah. going to offend you. <laughs> like, yeah, great. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this show up, man. Uh, thank you to Ishan, damn it, uh, the, for oh, being our on. guest. He's on this week for being our guest. Awesome new record called Artiste. Make sure you check that thing out because um, you will be impressed, uh, to say the least. Not just by you know the Matt Heapy track that we play, but also by the rest of it it's really a really great album so uh, make sure that you check that out make sure that you uh, check us out on itunes stitcher google play wherever you get your podcast you can subscribe leave us a couple of stars tell us we suck we would appreciate that maybe uh, tell us your friends about it you know, that'd be cool. uh, and if you'd like to hunt us down hunt us down at metalsucks.net every single monday you can find us there we got all of our old podcasts up there click on the podcast tab at the top of the page and you can get right to all of our latest episodes and check out all the past episodes that we have listed right there as well so that would be appreciated also on uh, social media i'm at bearded ape i am at godless speaks and godless speaks on facebook and uh, at chuck and godless on instagram and chuck and if you want to join us on patreon and become a subscriber we would appreciate that that'd be awesome uh we do you get early downloads of the show extras whenever we record uh like we you get the um, the whole OTEP interview, like before anybody else got all that stuff, there was an extra hour worth of content. Like we like record little yeah. podcasts here and there of some other stuff that there's a topic we want to talk about that may not fit the show. We'll post it up there. So yeah, you should check that out. Patreon.com slash Chuck and Godless. We would appreciate all of your wonderful, lovely help buying tacos, <laughs> making me fatter. <laughs> yes. Cha-ching. All right. Till next week. I am Chuck. And I am Godless. And this is another episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. Tell me You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.